48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Camp. The headlines. The acting chief executive says the government has written to Guangdong authorities over the large number of tour groups arriving from Zhuhai. A subcontractor responsible for bar bending and fixing works at Hong Hong Station says it received a warning letter about bars being cut short. And the trial has begun in New York of the former Mexican drug lord, Joaquin Guzman, otherwise known as El Chapo. The acting chief executive, Theresa Chang, says the government has written to Guangdong authorities over the large number of allegedly illegal tour groups arriving from Zhuhai across the new Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge on Sunday. Residents in Tongchung complained about the sudden influx of tourists. Ms Chang said authorities hope to tackle the problem at source. She said the transport department would also make arrangements to divert sightseers to other districts in Hong Kong. Meanwhile, the operator of the Nongping 360 says the cable car attraction has seen its visitors' numbers go up by 15% for the one and a half weeks since the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge opened. A subcontractor responsible for bar bending and fixing works at Hong Hom Station has admitted its workers were once caught cutting threaded parts of reinforcement bars and improperly screwing them into couplers. But he said it was a minor issue. He was speaking at the inquiry into the shoddy work on the MTR's future charting to Central Link. Wendy Wong reports. The proprietor of Fangshan Construction, Pun Wai Shan, told an independent inquiry that in December 2015, the main contractor, Leighton Asia, sent his company a warning letter saying the threads of five bars were found to have been cut and improperly screwed into couplers on the diaphragm wall. Mr. Poon said he then told workers it should not be done in any circumstances and instructed them not to do it again. He said he didn't pay much attention to what he called this minor issue at the time and that Fang Chen never received any other complaints afterwards. Mr. Poon also told the inquiry that latent workers would use high-power machinery to knock away some concrete on the diaphragm walls to expose couplers, but during the process, some couplers may have been damaged. If that happened, he said, Fang Shen would ask Clayton to replace the couplers before his workers screwed in the steel bars. He said Fang Shen would only cut steel bars and not the threaded bars for two purposes, either for testing the strength of the bars or when they're too long. In a statement he gave to the police, Mr. Poon said it was possible that workers may have used a type of steel bar with longer threads if there weren't enough shorter ones. In that case, threads may have been visible even if they were completely screwed in. The former financial chief of the now defunct Mercantile Exchange, Jackie Choi, says he is willing to become a prosecution witness against the former ex-co member Barry Cheung in the fraud charge they both face. This comes after Mr Choi pleaded guilty of conspiring to cheat the authorities about the firm's financial condition at the district court. The exchange was founded by Mr Cheung, whose trial is scheduled for July. US officials say the American Secretary of State and Defense Secretary will hold high-level talks with their Chinese counterparts in Washington on Friday. The meeting with the Foreign Minister Yang Jiechi and National Defense Minister Wei Fenghe had been due to take place in Beijing in October. It was postponed by the U.S. amidst rising tensions with China over trade, Taiwan and the South China Sea. In the final stages of campaigning ahead of the U.S. midterm congressional elections, President Trump has told supporters in Indiana that his Republican Party is delivering the American dream. Tuesday's vote is being watched closely as a referendum on Mr. Trump's presidency. Democrats hope to retake control of the House of Representatives, as the BBC's Anthony Zerker. 
I think enthusiasm for the Democrats has been high pretty much since Donald Trump's inauguration. You saw it last year in the off-year elections in Virginia and New Jersey. You've seen it in special elections across the country and the primary races. There have been 200,000 new voters in Texas voting so far this year. That's 200,000 people who had never cast a ballot before. And you see that sort of trend across the country. Democrats are enthusiastic, but I think Donald Trump, to his credit, is also drumming up the conservative base and getting people to turn out. The trial has begun in New York of the former Mexican drug lord, Joaquin Guzman, known as El Chapo or Shorty. There was tight security as he was brought to court. If convicted, Guzman faces life in prison on charges of drug trafficking and conspiracy. From New York, here's the BBC's Nada Torfik. Security has been a major consideration for this trial. Joaquin El Chapo Guzman is known internationally as the world's most notorious and violent drug lord, who twice escaped prison in Mexico before his extradition to the United States. Jurors will remain anonymous, and U.S. Marshals will escort them to and from the courthouse each day. Judge Brian Cogan plans to call up to a 1,000 potential jurors over the next few days. On Monday, Shorty Guzman looked on as the first pool, was questioned by the judge, prosecutors, and his defense lawyers. President Trump says he wants to go a little slower with these sweeping sanctions on Iran the U.S. reimposed in order not to drive up oil prices. The U.S. State Department has said it will allow civil nuclear projects to continue temporarily and under strict scrutiny at three Iranian sites. Iran has vowed to defy the sanctions. As sees James Robbins. Mr. Trump's Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said Washington would use the reimposition of tough sanctions on Iran's oil and financial sectors to exert relentless pressure on the country unless it changed its current course. The new U.S. sanctions include those lifted under the 2015 nuclear agreement, which Mr. Trump calls the worst deal ever negotiated. British Prime Minister Theresa May has told the Austrian Chancellor Sebastian Kurz that she's confident a solution to the issue of the Irish border can be found. Britain and Ireland have been considering ways to avoid reintroducing customs and security controls on the Irish border after Brexit. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Blake. In a phone call with her Austrian counterpart, Theresa May said she was confident a solution could be found to the Northern Ireland backstop. For that to happen, she must first persuade her cabinet ministers to agree on how best to proceed. Some, including the Brexit Secretary Dominic Raab and Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt, say any UK-wide customs arrangement must be temporary. Others argue that further compromise is needed to avoid the risk of leaving without a deal. The Cameroonian government has launched a huge search operation for 79 children kidnapped from a boarding school. An identified gunman seized these students at the facility in Bamenda in the northwest of the country. The government blames rebels who support independence from Cameroon's for Cameroon's English-speaking region. They've denied responsibility. The governor of the northwest region, Adolf Lely Afrique, said those responsible would be held to account. There are raping killing, looting, abducting, but they are going to face a strong, powerful reaction by the powers that be. We can't accept it to happen. School is a right for everybody, for every children. A man has died after being mauled by a shark in the Australian state of Queensland. It's the third attack at Sid Harbour on the Whit Sunday Islands this year. The 33-year-old had been swimming and paddleboarding with friends when he was attacked and started to lose blood from bites to his leg and wrist. He later suffered a heart attack. Inspector Steve O'Connell said his friends did all they could to try and save him. 
his associates and friends on board the vessel are extremely distraught and despite their best efforts uh, the injuries were too severe. Uh, they're being supported and uh, going through a, a hell of a time no doubt. Eurozone finance ministers have agreed that Italy's draft budget for 2019 breaks EU spending rules. They say they'd like Rome to cooperate in drawing up a revised document. Last month, the European Commission gave Italy until the 13th of November to submit changes to the proposal or face disciplinary action. Italy's finance minister said the budget would not change. Earlier, the French finance minister, Bruno Le Maire, warned that the euro as a currency was at stake in the dispute. I really think that the wise path is the path of dialogue, exchange of views, to find the best solution for the eurozone as a whole, for the Italian government and for our common currency. Because what is at stake now is our common currency. The Pakistani lawyer who helped free a Christian woman previously sentenced to death for blasphemy has arrived in the Netherlands after fleeing his country for his safety. Saiful Muluk said the local United Nations staff had urged him to leave Pakistan on Saturday, following Asia Bibi's acquittal by the Supreme Court last week. I press them that I'll not leave the country unless I get Asia out of the prison. But everybody said that, uh, no, you are the prime target at the moment and the whole world is taking care of the children. Mr Malouk said he didn't know whether Asia Bibi had already been released from prison. A new study says large hydroelectric projects in the US and Europe have been disastrous for the environment. Researchers warn against such dams being replicated in the developing world. Their report says the barriers have damaged river ecosystems, displaced millions of people and contributed to climate change by releasing greenhouse gases from the decomposition of flooded lands and forests. Hydropower provides more than 70% of the world's renewable energy. British scientists have discovered that women who naturally get up early are less likely to develop breast cancer. The researchers say it's still unclear why this should be the case. Here's the BBC's James Gallagher. We all have a body clock which governs how our body works in a roughly 24-hour pattern. But not everybody's clock tells the same time. Morning people, or larks, are early to rise and peak earlier in the day while owls find it harder to get up in the morning and are productive later into the evening. The study by the University of Bristol found people who were genetically programmed to be larks were less likely to develop breast cancer. In the course of an eight-year study, two in every hundred women who were owls developed breast cancer, compared with just one in every hundred larks. New scientific study suggests the eggs of modern-day birds inherited their coloration from those laid by dinosaur ancestors, All the patterns and shades of modern birds are derived from red and blue pigments. Finance, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,905. That's 29 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $45 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.31 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth $10.22. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. First to football in the English Premier League, where Huddersfield Town have won for the first time this season. They beat fellow strugglers Fulham 1-0. It falls to Lever on the left-hand side, deep across this time. Possibilities, here they go! They finally scored! Schindler the captain, and their long drought is over here at the John Smith Stadium. Game number six. 
and Huddersfield lead by a goal to nil. That goal has since been counted as an own goal, but the result takes Huddersfield up to 18th in the table, and it's Fulham who are now bottom of the league. The Liverpool winger Sheridan Shakiri will not be involved in tonight's Champions League game at Red Star Belgrade. The Swiss international, who was born in Kosovo, hasn't even travelled to Serbia for the match because Liverpool say they don't want any distractions that may be caused by the player's Kosovo-Albanian heritage. The BBC's Manny Jasmi explains why this is such a sensitive situation. Well, this goes back to a match in the World Cup when Shakiri was playing for his adopted country, Switzerland. He scored against Serbia and made the gesture of a double-headed eagle, which symbolises the flag of Kosovo. Now, Shakiri is an ethnic Albanian from Kosovo. His、uh, parents took him to Switzerland when he was a child. But Kosovo is where there was a Serbian crackdown on Albanians at the end of the 1990s, leading to Military intervention by NATO. Shakiri's double-headed eagle gesture didn't go down at all well with the Serbians or with FIFA. He was fined ten thousand、uh, dollars, but because of the controversy, I think Liverpool have decided that、uh, it suits everyone not to take him. Next to tennis, Rafael Nadal will miss the season-ending ATP Finals, which starts in London on Sunday. That after having surgery on an ankle injury. Here's the BBC's Russell Fuller. Nadal's proposed return to the tour stalled in Paris last week because of a stomach muscle problem, which may have prevented him playing at London's O2. But now the debate is academic, as Nadal has had arthroscopic surgery on his right ankle and will not play again this season. Last year, Nadal withdrew from the finals after one match, having missed three of the previous five years through injury. John Isner will replace him, and as a result, Novak Djokovic is assured of finishing the year as world number one for a fifth time. The world's top eight players are split into two groups at the ATP Finals. World number one Novak Djokovic will face Alexander Zverev, Marin Cilic, and John Isner. In the other group, it's Roger Federer, Kevin Anderson, Dominic Thiem, and Kei Nishikori. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The acting chief executive says the government has written to Guangdong authorities over the large number of tour groups arriving from Zhuhai. Subcontractor responsible for bar bending and fixing works at Honghong Station says it received a warning letter about bars being cut short, and the trial has begun in New York of the former Mexican drug lord Joaquin Guzman, otherwise known as El Chapo. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Three.